Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my free spirits. I have got such a treat for you today. I am so excited that I had the opportunity and the pleasure of interviewing one of my clients, Molly. Molly is such a beautiful human and an inspirational and courageous woman. And it was an absolute gift to have her come on the podcast to share not only her experience of coaching, but also her own journey and her growth with you all. As you will hear in this episode, Molly has experienced a lot of big life events in a short period of time, and that can be very hard to deal with and bring up a lot of kind of questions and challenges. So Molly shares with us how she has been able to really embody what it means to have your own back how she's able to feel scared or nervous and take action anyway. And one thing that I really love that she talked about is how she's been able to get to a place of being content and happy single, whilst also open to finding someone to share her life with. So I am so excited for you all. It is such a pleasure to share this enjoy this conversation that I had with my client, Molly. Hello, my free spirits. I have got such a treat for you today. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome one of my incredible clients to the podcast today, Molly. Welcome. Thank you, Zena. It's great to be here with you. I am so excited. We made I know, it. Happen. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's start out by telling our listeners a little bit about you. So tell us whatever you feel comfortable to share about you, who you are, what led you to coaching, anything at all. Go for it. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Molly and I live in Maryland on the East Coast of the United States. Um, I'm a few days away from turning 53. Um, yeah, I know. Right. Um, I lost my husband to cancer just about three years ago. And since that time, there's been quite a few changes in my life. I lost my mom in March of 2020. I lost a dog in November of 2018. Um, I've moved, I've changed jobs. So there's been lots and lots of changes, but, uh, yeah, it's all, uh, kind of landing I'll say for lack of a better word. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how do you stay so positive? How do you keep going having been through so much in such a short period of time? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, you and I have explored that a little bit. Um, I think by nature, I'm a positive person Mm. and I'm always kind to look forward. Um, Some days are harder than others. Mm. Some times are harder than others. But I also think I mentioned to you once I have this little kind of light or a little voice in my head sometimes that says, keep going, keep going, keep going. And even when it got tough, I would kind of try and concentrate on that and wonder what was coming next. And, you know, just by positive nature, I would think, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And even when I lost my husband, I knew I wanted to still have an amazing life, even though it would 
look different than what I originally intended, but um, different isn't always bad. It's just different. And so I learned to adapt to that and, you know, just wanted to continue to move forward. Yeah. Tell, tell us, like, what is it that led you to coaching? Do you remember? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I was thinking about that. Um, I was actually on a trip this weekend and I was flying home from that trip and I was thinking about that. And you and I started talking the end of March, early April of this year. And um, at the time, I just felt very not content and not happy. I felt like I had lost my compass a little bit and wasn't really sure where to go from here. You know, I had a lot of changes in a short period of time. I had a lot of things I had to deal with. And then I was like, the dust was settling and I was like, okay, now what? And I had never really focused on myself before, you know, even yeah. in various relationships or when my husband was ill and now it was time to focus on me and I didn't really know how to start that. And so then I, I found you and your podcast and you and I connected and I really felt like I needed some guidance in just trying to figure out who I was as a person now that so many things have changed and, you know, the house. I knew I wanted to move forward, but I didn't quite know how. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast came about when I messaged you the other day and I was asking you, I think it was market research purposes. Like, do you identify as either like a strong independent woman or a free spirit? And I remember you saying something along the lines of gravitating towards free spirit because of your hobbies, your ideas, your likes being I think you referenced the word quirky or not main. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And I found this so fascinating, right? Because I would have said something more like you're very courageous and strong and independent and a total like badass. So I would love for you to share some of these quirky, not mainstream things and expand on this. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the funniest ones was... Um, you know, I love to be outside and I love the outdoors. I love to hike. And back in the beginning of the summer, I was talking to uh, I have a cousin that I'm very close to, my cousin Patty. And she was telling me that she had gone tent camping and she's like, oh, my gosh, you would love tent camping. You should definitely try it. I had never been tent camping. My family didn't own a tent. And the next thing I know, I'm online and I buy a tent <laughs> and the tent shows up because I'm like, I'm going to try tent camping. And I have no idea what to do. I have no idea how to put a tent together. But one evening I'm like, okay, I'm going to put the tent in my backyard. So I'm out in my backyard with my phone and I'm YouTubing how to set up a tent YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing at myself because I'm like, how many 52 year old women stand in their backyard in the evening and attempt to put up a tent? <laughs> but I got it up. And, um, you know, that was a Friday evening. And that evening I was like, I'm going to sleep in my tent. So I have two dogs. So my two dogs and I went out and slept in the tent and I loved it. It was so much fun and so peaceful and so beautiful to be outside. And I was only going to leave the tent up for a weekend. And it turns out I left it up for a month. And every now and then I'd go out and sleep in the tent. And I knew it was a little quirky when one of my neighbors saw me outside. I was walking my dogs and we got to chit chatting. I hadn't talked to her in a little while. And she was like, all of a sudden, she's like, so is that a tent I see in your backyard? And I said, yes, it is. And then I realized I was probably the only woman in the neighborhood that had a tent in her backyard for her and not her kids. So that was one of them. Yeah. I love this so much. <laughs> I remember 
that it was like one of the wins that you shared with me. And I think you sent a photo through. I yeah. did. I sent you a photo of the tent once I had it assembled and up and it didn't fall down. So it was really fun. It was definitely one of my wins. I love it. And I think you like, to me, you are such an example of somebody who's like willing to give anything a go, right? Like you're willing to step outside of your comfort zone to try new things. I, I see you as being very courageous. Yeah, you know, I've done a few things, especially this year. You know, I love sports. Um, that's another one of my go-tos all the time. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm in good shape and I can play different sports. And, um, you know, my county has a lot of different sports teams and things like that. So this past year, I joined a flag football team, which I hadn't played since I was a kid. Um, and, you know, it worked out and it didn't. It was a great experience, um, but the team itself, I didn't really resonate a lot with the team members. So going forward, I didn't necessarily have a lot in common with them, but I was so glad that I tried and I will try again. Um, and I honored my commitment of staying as part of the team throughout the season. Um, I also joined a softball team. Somebody posted on a meetup group, hey, we wanna have a co-ed softball team. If anybody's interested, you know, message me back. and you know, a whole bunch of strangers just messaged this person back and was like, yeah, I'll be part of the team. Yeah, I'll be part of the team. So all these strangers came together and we had this co-ed softball team in this league. And it turned out to be such a great experience. And it, by the end of the season, you know, we were all hanging out together after the games, you know, we'd go and celebrate our wins or more often our losses. <laughs> um, we had an end of season bonfire party at somebody's house. I've gone to dinner a few times with some of the ladies from the team. Um, so it's just been a great experience and, you know, it was a little bit, you know, nerve wracking. I'm not going to be honest. The first time I went to practice, you know, part of me is going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Oh my gosh, what am I doing? But I thought, you know, just go, what can happen? What can happen? If you don't like it, you never have to go back again. So that's kind of what I told myself to kind of calm myself down. But, um, I grew up playing softball and it's something I love and feel very comfortable with. So once I got there, I felt really good and um, met some great people. So that was definitely, you know, something I hadn't planned on doing. And I saw it come up on a meetup chat and I was like, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> so, and I just learned that I could try, you know, some things yeah, work out yeah, better yeah. than others, but you know, there's no harm in trying. And sometimes the joy is in trying. And I try and remember that also when I'm doing these things, that, you know, because I think my competitive nature is you want to be really good at everything. Um, but I try and remember, you know, hey, you're here. Give yourself some credit for the fact you're trying. Yeah, that's one other thing I really want to commend you for is like your ability to have your own back. That is something that I think you are really, really good at doing and you really actively practice working on. You so. know, it's so wonderful that you say that because I think when you and I started coaching, I would have never said I had my own back. I didn't even really understand what it meant. Um, I think because I never really thought about putting myself first, even when I did, it wasn't a conscious thought, I'll say. Um, but I think through coaching and through um, a lot of the homework that you give me, you know, writing things down, the different um, things we go through, that's really helped me realize that I can and I do have my own back. And now when I make decisions, I'm much more aware of it, um, but it, it's come a long way in the last six or seven months for sure. Yeah. I'm curious, like, would you expand on what it means to you to have your own back? Like it's different for each of us, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I think for me, it's a couple things. One, it's um, still trying to do the things I love to do, even though a lot of my friends um, don't do the same things as me. Sometimes, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I play pickleball. I have lots of friends that play pickleball, but um, you know, I love um, going to basketball games and I go to women's basketball games, um, University of Maryland, which aren't as popular as the men's basketball games. Um, but I really enjoy them. It's something my mom and I had done together and I continue to do it. And, you know, when I ask my friends, hey, do you want to go with me? I usually get a no, <laughs> but I go anyway. And I have my own back with that because I something I've truly enjoyed doing. And I think some of the other things are, you know, I've, I've, moved into this a new house I've been here about a year and um I look back and sometimes when I would want to decorate I would ask somebody well what do you think I should do here and point to a room or a paint color or something and the conversation has changed and I realize I have my own back now more and I say I would like to do this here I'm trying to choose between this color and this color what do you think if I ask somebody what they think, right? Sometimes I just go and do it because I'm like, I like this one. Um, but even when I do ask people now, the conversation is a little bit different. Mm. Yeah, I hear that in you as well, I think. And I think, didn't you paint one of the, your walls like a beautiful bright orange? Was yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I'm really into like the bright, like I'll say happy colors, but I also like earth tones. So I've got some like burnt oranges and some yellows because I think yellow is very happy. And I just try and surround myself with the colors that I like and make me happy. I love greens as well because they remind me of being outside. So a lot of earth colors and, you know, brighter, happier colors that, you know, maybe people wouldn't want an orange wall, but <laughs> I really like it. So I went with it. Yeah. I think that kind of speaks to one of the shifts that I've seen in you over time recently is that like you, you used to kind of prioritize, like you were saying, what other people might've thought in their opinions and how they would feel, et cetera. And now you're really prioritizing your own happiness and what it is that you want and really connecting to that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, um, you know, and it's not that I don't consider other people or, or anything like that, but um, I have definitely recently made some decisions, especially around the holidays with how I want the holidays to look or how I want to spend my time. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people always understand that. Um, for example, I had an opportunity on Christmas Day to go to an extended family's house uh, to spend the day with them. And uh, I, I appreciate the invitation very, very much. And everybody I would see at that um, gathering, I'm going to see the evening before Christmas Eve. And, you know, it's not necessarily how I want to spend my Christmas day. Um, so, you know, there's part of me that's like, oh, you don't know how Christmas day is going to look. You know, you might be alone part of the day or all of the day. But I thought, well, do I really want to go to this place and spend all day there? And the answer was no. And um, that was very empowering, but a little scary too. And because the easy answer I'll say is to just go with the flow, right? And go and spend the day at this house. And maybe even after a few hours think, oh my gosh, I wish I was home. <laughs> you know? I'm sure some people go through that when they're at a holiday gathering. But for me, the better option was to see all the people I wanted to see and love the evening before. And then leave Christmas day open and either spend it with some friends or um, I expressed to you, Zena, that if it got cold enough here in Maryland, I was going to go skiing for part yeah. of the day, which 
doesn't look like it's going to happen, but um, instead, I think I'll take my dogs on a nice long hike for part of the day and then spend the rest of the day with friends and um, just see how it evolves. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. I love that you are creating the experience that you want to have because I think so often we get stuck in doing what we think we should do or we're supposed to do. And I think you've become very aware of the difference between the shoulds versus what it is that you really want and the experience that you want to create and then going about making that happen for yourself. Yeah, I was very much a should person. I should do this. I should do that. And I would. And, you know, there are some times where, you know, just um, it's the right thing to do, right? Maybe it's a um, event in someone's life or a, a friend needs help or, or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm not saying that, but um, I was more of a, a, a follower, I'll say, because I felt like I should do something. And sometimes should feels kind of crappy, right? Because you feel like, oh my gosh, I should go and do this. But you're not enjoying it. You're, you're just going through the motions. And, um, you know, I think I've learned that you don't always have to do things just because you think quote unquote, you should, because there's sometimes other options and, um, putting yourself first sometimes makes yourself happier. And when you're happier, I think you bring more to the table anyway. So when you get to, um, other events, you're more yourself, you're more relaxed, you're more yourself. And, you know, you're a little bit, I'll say a brighter light. Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. I would love to hear from you. Like, what would you say are some of your biggest changes or perhaps lessons since coaching? Oh my gosh, there's been so many, Zena. Um, you know, for me, I think having my own back and, and maybe just realizing I have my own back um, has been a big shift for me. Um, I think the other thing is, is, you know, I'm, I'm very task oriented, so I don't stop and think about what I've done or I'll say give myself credit. It's just, you know, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And people sometimes say, oh, my gosh, I don't know how you got that done. And, you know, my first reaction is, well, I didn't even know I had a choice. <laughs> right? Yeah. But then I think about it and I'm like, wow, I really did accomplish a lot. You know, I um, I will travel on my own. I've gone a few um, weekend trips on my own. And it never, my, my late husband and I both love to travel. We love to travel together. And when he passed away, one of my biggest fears was that that would end. Mm -hmm. And um, I know I'll have opportunities with friends, but I also knew that if I wanted to do some things, I would have to travel on my own. And it never scared me to travel on my own. In fact, I never even considered that I shouldn't, <laughs> I'll mm -hmm. say, until, you know, certain friends or people I know would, you would say to me, oh my gosh, I would never do that on my own. Oh, I wouldn't even go to the airport by myself. And, you know, that just sounded so limiting to me. And I didn't want to be limited by, um, you know, because other people thought it was hard. Yeah. I wanted to at least try. And I've had some great experiences, both traveling with friends and traveling on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's like one of... I would say, I don't know, what's the right way to say it? Like, perhaps it's like one of my absolute favorite things that we do together every week is like, we explore your wins because yeah. you always have like a huge list of wins, but also a, such a variety. <laughs> <laughs> I do have quite the variety of wins, yeah. um, you know, and, and I really appreciate the fact that we do that because it makes me pause and think about things differently. Like I said, I'm so task oriented. I just kind of do things and I don't necessarily stop and think of it as a win, but 
you know, knowing that I'm going to talk to you makes me at least pause and think about it and, you know, either write it down or, you know, I'll add a note to my phone or something so I can remember to tell you. And I think, I think that's had a positive influence on me too, because it allows me to look back at things I've done so that when I think about doing something in the future, it doesn't seem as scary because I can go, oh, well, I've done this and, oh, I've done that. And, oh, Zena and I discuss this, <laughs> Zena and I discuss that. And um, so it's more of just adding to the list versus, you know, tackling something so big and so scary and new. Mm. Are there any kind of changes that you would say you've made in your life or any changes that you kind of notice through coaching, like significant? Yeah. Changes? Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, just, you know, my husband and I were married for 17 years. We were together for 23. And so I do think, you know, and I, and I have dated, um, I've been in some relationships and I think that um, I learned that that felt quote unquote right to me because that's what I was used to. Um, and I would love to find somebody going forward to share my life with, but I'm also realizing that I'm okay on my own, you know, and that's a big shift for me, um, that, you know, I have my own back that I can still have a great life. Um, you know, I have friends and colleagues and other people that are in relationships or marriages and, sometimes they're not going right either. So it doesn't mean that um, it's just different. So they may not be happy and they're with somebody. And there's times where I may not be happy and I'm alone. And like you and I have discussed, it's not better. Like you say in your one podcast, one isn't better than the other. It's just different. And I've learned that, you know, that's a big shift for me. Um, I think some of the other shifts are just, um, you know, having the, uh, having more of a an environment where I make decisions on my own that's best for me, because, you know, I've recently decided to quit my job and um, it's very exciting. It's very scary. You know, I was thinking about it. It's like somebody gave me a huge box of crayons and a blank piece of paper and said, okay, go ahead, draw what you think it's going to look like. And you're like, um, <laughs> I'm not sure where to start here, but um, you know, one of the shifts that I made was, you know, I'm a very active person. I have a lot of energy and I don't really feel like I want to sit at a desk anymore. And that's what I had been doing. And, you know, I'm fortunate in a, in a few ways financially that I can afford to make this shift right now. And I don't really know what it's going to look like, but I'm excited for the opportunity to see what comes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited for you too. It's like a whole new chapter. It's like, <gasps> yeah, it is. And, you know, I have some ideas, you know, some businesses I can do on my own, um, some things I love to do that I'd like to get involved in and still trying to navigate what that's going to look like. But I do know I want it to be more flexible. I want it to be more joyous. I want it to be something I'm passionate about. So if I can combine some or all of those things into what it looks like, it'll be very exciting. Yeah. One thing I would love to share with everyone, because this just like made my entire week when this happened was you messaged me recently and I think you were sharing some wins. And I think, I think this came about because it was like a win that you were sharing from, I think if I'm remembering correctly, you were experiencing some loneliness and tell them how Walter came about. Walter. I'm trying to remember what that was about. I remember saying, oh, oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So um, have a good point. I think, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think I was sharing with you, you know, just this time of the year is a little challenging for me um, with the holidays. You know, I lost my husband in December. My birthday's in December. You've got Christmas. So there's a lot of things jam packed together. And I do feel lonely sometimes in this time of year because, you know, there's a lot of holiday activities. I'd love to have somebody come along with. Um, but I find that I was scheduling things myself and, and doing things with my friends and things like that. And at one point, I think I, I thought, oh, it'd be nice to have somebody to do that with. And then I thought, well, you know, 20, 30 years from now is a long time. And I've got a lot of life left. And maybe if there's nobody else in my life, we can have a robot and the robot can just hang out here and do all the things I don't want to do. And we'll name him Walter. <laughs> and I think that's what I messaged through to you that, you know, um, 20, 30 years is a long time for me. And there's going to be a lot of changes and who knows what's going to come next. Yeah. I loved this so much. And I really want to like share why, because your brain was like thinking really far into the future, like 20, 30 years, like what if I die alone? And like, that was right. where your brain was coming from. And you could see that your brain was like creating future problems that may never exist, right? This could possibly never happen, but your brain went as far as to solve for the future problem by creating Walter the robot, which I just love. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I think that was something that, you know, was really powerful for me through coaching was realizing what my brain was doing. You know, like when we first started coaching, you know, sometimes I felt like I had a split personality because mm -hmm. you, one side of your brain is telling you, oh my gosh, you know, you're alone. You're going to be sad. These terrible things are going to happen. And it's really easy to go down that spiral. And then I would have other days where I'd be really happy and I'd have all these opportunities and, you know, I would, you know, find things to do, or I'd, I'd message friends and we'd create an event and, you know, we would do something. So it was always this competing little issues, but then through coaching, I realized, well, your brain is trying to protect you. Right. So that's the part that would get me into a spiral sometimes. But now that I'm aware of that, I can catch myself doing it and almost stop the spiral. Um, and that doesn't mean you feel better right away, but at least you're aware of what's happening. And, you know, that takes a lot of the scariness out of it. Um, because it, you feel like you're more in control. Yeah. One of the things I think at our midway review that you said was like how much more awareness you have now. And I think that, that kind of speaks to it. Like you're really aware of what your brain is doing. Yeah, that is true. I was um, amazed how in, you know, six months or so, how aware I became. Um, yeah. And I think um, I do a lot of journaling as well. And sometimes for me, just getting the thoughts out on a piece of paper and journaling, even if I look back at that, I can see the shift and I can go, oh, okay, that's what my brain is doing. You know, it's trying to protect me. It's trying to make things seem worse than they are. Um, and that awareness has really made me um, feel, I'll say more confident and go, oh, no, 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 it's nothing's wrong. It's just my brain being my brain and it's okay. And yeah. whatever I'm about to go and do is it's okay. There's no reason not to go and do it. Because, you know, I think we all have that anxiety, you know, whether I go to a party by myself or I show up at one of these sporting events by myself for the first time, there's a little anxiety there. But, um, you know, even if I'm aware of that, I can go, no, nothing's changed. You know, two hours ago, you were looking forward to this. So keep going and go ahead and go and have a good time. And, um, you know, once I have that thought and realize that, 
I can move forward a lot quicker and a lot easier. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're a beautiful example of, of that. Like your willingness to do something, even when you feel nervous or you feel anxious, like that does not stop you. You're like, I can feel that way and take the action and do the thing, right? And go meet these people or join this thing. Yeah, yeah and um, I, I think I've been fortunate in that, like I said, I, I like adventure. I like to try new things, but it is a little nerve wracking. Um, and the more I do it, the more I realize I can do it. And I think that um, not allowing that anxiety or that nervousness to stop me has allowed me to have some great experiences, you know, whether it's traveling on my own or meeting some new people playing softball or going to different events and just um, enjoying myself. You know, I went to an off-Broadway play by myself. None of my friends were able to make it that night. And I think I shared that with you. And at one point I was sitting in the theater and I noticed there were so many different couples. And for a minute I was like, oh, wow, I'm by myself. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm about to see a wonderful play. And this is a great opportunity for me. So I was able to turn it around fairly quickly. And I sat there and really enjoyed myself that evening. Um, you know, whether I just sat there and chatted with the people around me or did some people watching or just sat and enjoyed the play. It was um, overall a great experience. And um, I'm glad that I was aware of the thoughts I was having so I could kind of sit back and enjoy the night and not let that just, I'll say, tarnish the fact that I was by myself. It didn't tarnish the um, experience at all. Yeah, you were able to turn around what your brain was trying to do in that scenario. Yeah, and right. Turn around so you could enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I love that. One thing I definitely want to share with everyone is how you connected with Val, who is a previous client and incredible human. Can you share us a little bit about that? Because it just makes me so happy. <laughs> Yeah, it was so great. So I was listening to your podcast and you had interviewed Val on one of your episodes. And um, through the course of your conversation with Val, it turns out that she was about two, two and a half hours away from me. And she was starting her own guide service at um, one of the places, the Shenandoah, Shenandoah National Park. And I had never been to that park. I'd always wanted to go to that park. Um, so through your podcast and your show notes, I got Val's email and Val and I then started corresponding and I booked a tour with Val at Shenandoah and a few of my friends came with me and we had such a wonderful day with Val. Um, it was great to connect with her after her hearing her on your podcast and then she was just so knowledgeable and she loves that park so much so it was just wonderful to spend the day with her seeing that park through the eyes of someone who used to work there and then just you know seeing it from a perspective that a lot of people don't get to see. And I can't wait to have more adventures with Val. I hope, you know, this coming spring and summer as she books more trips, um, I'll get involved on some of those trips because it was just a great experience all around. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. And <laughs> you guys sent me a photo, like a selfie at the top. Oh my <laughs> God, it was amazing. So shout yeah. out to Val. I'll have to pop her details um, in the show notes again, but I would really love to hear from you. Like, is there anything that you would want to share to anyone who is listening about your experience or um, a lesson that you have had? Anything that you would want to kind of share to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's been so many lessons. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, and I say this to my friends, I say this to people I meet, 
you know, if they're ever thinking about doing anything with life coaching, I would highly recommend it. I think it's one of those things that you don't know until you know, and um, it's helped me tremendously. I think we all go through our lives and, um, you know, you're in a, in a routine and you're in a role and either that role changes or maybe you just want more out of your life. And I think that for me, that is what this has afforded me. It's really given me more of a base, a confident base to move forward in my life mm-hmm. and be aware of who I am and what I like and, you know, know that I don't have to compromise myself to find happiness. And I think that if everybody could have that opportunity, um, I just would, I would love to have everybody have that same opportunity as me. Um, and I think some of the other lessons are, you know, and I've been working on this recently with you is that, you know, everything's going to be okay, no matter what, Mm -hmm. and that I have my own back. And, um, I didn't, like I said earlier, I didn't really understand exactly what that meant, but, um, I'm getting a much better handle on that and knowing I have my own back. I think it's just empowering because you can move forward in ways that you didn't even realize you could. And, um, you know, we all can't predict what life is going to bring us. If we could, we'd make a lot of different choices sometimes, I think. Um, but I think just knowing that no matter what happens, that I'll be okay has really helped me greatly. And um, that I can still have a joyous life regardless of some of the bad things that have happened. Yeah, I think you are such a beautiful testament to that, for sure. One thing that you just said, I wrote it down because I wanted to repeat it is you don't have to compromise yourself to create happiness. Did I get that right? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes from me from, you know, I'm very much a yes person, um, you know, in relationships as well. Um, You know, I just want to make other people happy. And sometimes I would do that at the expense of making myself happy. Um, And, you know, compromise is one thing, but I think when you kind of, um, limit yourself because of that, because you're afraid you're going to disappoint somebody or somebody's not going to approve. Um, you know, that feels a little bit, um, limiting Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I don't really want limits. I'll say, as I learn who I am and as I move forward, um, you know, and I think it's very empowering to understand that. Mm. Yeah. And I think that those limits are like, I've used this analogy a lot lately, like putting ourselves in a box and living in a box and we don't want to live inside a box, right? We want a full life. Right. Right. And, you know, sometimes I'd like to know exactly what that would look like. I think sometimes there's like comfort and certainty, um, but you know, uh, we're not in positions to know what's coming. So in the meantime, I just want to have a very full joyous life and, um, try and fill that with as many positive experiences as I can. Yeah. I love that. One thing that you said, so you were saying how you were recommending coaching, et cetera, to your friends. I'm curious to hear this from you. How would you recommend going about finding a coach who is like right for you? Cause it's not the same one. It's not the same person for everybody, right? Like, how would you recommend that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I um, listened to your former podcast or your previous podcast. Uh, it was about travel. And I started listening to that during COVID because I couldn't travel. But as I mentioned, my late husband and I love to travel. And I thought, okay, well, I want to continue traveling at one point. So let me listen to this. And then as your podcast morphed into the life coaching, I really resonated with just the type of person you were. Mm-hmm. You know, you were very down to earth. 
Um, you weren't afraid to be yourself. Um, you know, you were very strong and I just felt like you would be somebody who I could talk to. And I think I would just encourage everybody to, you know, if they were going to find a life coach, try and find someone they felt comfortable with that they could talk to. Um, you know, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. So in my brain, I always go to that place and I'm like, well, with the person I'm talking to hang out on a front porch with me and have a drink in this small town in Pennsylvania and be comfortable with it. And I'm like, yeah, I think she would. And, yeah. <laughs> right? and then Why I'm like, up? okay, well, I'll sign up for a session and see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so I think, you know, whatever your comfort level is, you know, I think that you just really need to feel like you resonate with somebody and maybe they have the qualities you either have and want to bring forward or don't know you have, but would like to emulate and just somebody you feel comfortable with because you're going to be talking through a lot of different things and a lot of different experiences. And um, I think if you're comfortable, then you're both at ease and you get more out of the conversations. Yeah. I love that. And you'll be more comfortable to get uncomfortable because sometimes that's what we do. (laughs) That is right. That is right. Sometimes we get a little uncomfortable with things, but you know, for me, that's been a great shift because even, I think I mentioned to you last week during our coaching session, sometimes when you rephrase things, just a subtle word or two change Mm -hmm. makes me think about things differently. And then you're like, oh, well, there is a different way to look at it. Or, oh, I never thought about it like that. And that's so true. And, you know, I think we all just get stuck in our brains a little bit and we go on autopilot. So just having that different perspective can just go a long way, even if it's just slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's so funny because I had my, my own coach um, just before this, and she said something to me that I had thought of before, but just hearing her say it in a slightly different way, like she changed like a couple of words, like my brain literally exploded. I was like, wait, what did you just say? (laughs) Right. It's so funny how that happens. And then I'm like, I want to write it down right away. So I don't forget it. It's like, wait, wait, let me write that down. Or can you message that through to me later? So I don't forget. Yeah. Uh, Right. Like, and it can just be the tiniest little thing. And you're like, oh my God. Right. 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 Because we all get stuck in our little ways. Right. And it's probably the way we've always thought about something. But if you think about it differently, the other thing I always think about now is, you know, being aware of something like you and I have talked a few times about, you know, what you focus on, you become more aware of. Mm -hmm. And um, I've noticed that a lot lately. I've had some little subtle things happen to me about the universe and having my back. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, oh, that's right. It's going to be okay. And here's evidence of that. And, um, you know, that's what I'm trying to focus on. And when I do, I notice things like that. And then that just kind of builds on that positive energy and that positive spirit and the belief that, you know, moving forward, everything is going to be great. Yeah. And it really is like what you focus on grows. And I think, yeah, again, another great example of that is what you're focusing on right now is all of the reasons why it's going to be okay. It's all going to work. Right. right? And I see this with other clients when we're focusing on like either it's working or it's not working, like whatever the goal might be, you can always find evidence why something is working or evidence why it's not, which would you rather kind of focus on? Because whatever you focus on, you see more of. That's what your brain is like searching for. Yeah. Right, right. I totally agree. And I think I've shared with you when I've 
had a bad day or I'm tired, it's really easy for my brain to still go, you know, to the more negative side. But now that I'm aware of it, I go, oh, no, no, no. It's just because I'm tired or, oh, no, no. It's just because this other thing happened. And, um, you know, you're not looking for evidence as to why these five or six other things happened and went from a slightly bad day to a really bad day. Now it's just, oh, well, that one thing happened, but look at these other six things that were great. And, um, yeah. And again, I try and refocus my efforts towards that. Yeah. It's like shifting your attention. Like I just think of, I don't know why this image is coming to mind, but like, if you put a toddler and they're having a tantrum, you can focus all your attention on them and their tantrum, or you could just focus on, I'm still going to go about my day because these things need to happen. You can do your thing on the floor and I'm still going to go over here and get things done. Right. Right. That's exactly like my right. Is having a tantrum while I'm doing all the things. <laughs> Exactly. And you come back and go, okay, brain, I'll come back to you a little bit later about yeah. that. Yeah. We'll address that later when you've come down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Molly, this has been so fun and it has been my absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Now I know this is your first podcast, so we get to tick it off the list. Woo-hoo! That's right. Thank you, Zena. Yes. Bucket list item complete, right? Yes. First of, I'm sure what could be many more. Who knows? Maybe Who knows? You think. Stranger <laughs> things have happened to me, Zena, but I really, really appreciate the opportunity. It's just been lovely um, coaching with you and moving forward with you. And it's just been a great experience overall. Oh my gosh. My absolute honor and pleasure. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank you, Zena. I appreciate it. Hey, if you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life, a life with more love, joy and freedom, then I want to personally invite you to join me on a Zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner, helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com. That's X-E-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com and book your free call today.